0: Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today by Carl Buckley of digitalmarketingexpert.ie. Hi, Carl.
2: Hi, how are you, Ben?
1: I'm well, I'm well. Carl is, as the name suggests, a digital marketing expert and focuses on paid online advertising. And we're going to get into some of the stuff that Carl has done, but he absolutely knows his stuff. Carl and I have done a lot of work together and have run a lot of great campaigns together. One particular HR campaign that stands out in my memory was one we ran together where Carl got me three times the leads for half the cost. car came in, cleaned up a campaign, we launched it again and you had got triple the amount of leads and reduced the cost by 50%. Thanks,
2: very, thanks very much, Ben. You've been very, very generous. Uh,
1: now, before we get into it, Carl, I should make a disclaimer here. I have actually played football against Carl a few times. Um, <laughs> in my mind, I call him the enforcer. But, Carl, is there a particular player you might model yourself on, the style of play?
2: Uh, I'd probably like to be Leo Messi, but unfortunately, I'm probably Mascarano. No, <laughs> uh, I'd love to have the scale, but I only have a little bit of
1: that. So that's Don't play yourself down at all. All right. Okay, let's kick on. Carl, can you give us some background about what you do? Uh,
2: yeah, so, so I've been working in the digital space for about ten years now, and um, I run my own boutique, boutique digital agency for the last four. And uh, predominantly, we run search campaigns, but also focus on uh, dis- uh, display campaigns, social social ads for a variety of clients across many industries. Uh, we do a, a lot of uh, service based. Uh, clients and also then um, we focus on a lot of e-commerce as well so it's, a, it's, it's across a lot of industries but um, what we try to do is the same principles to get better return for the clients and what they're spending and to be very uh, transparent on what we deliver for them and it's all about results data driven conversions we're not interested in just getting impressions and clicks to the site it's all about what they what's ultimately the return for the client
1: the end result yeah exactly Carl, we talked a while ago on my getmorehrclients.com blog. Uh, we were talking there about Google AdWords. So today, I'd like to shift the focus and look at retargeting. So most people have a general idea of retargeting or remarketing. Um, it's those ads that follow you around the internet. But can yes. you give us an overview of retargeting and how it works?
2: In, in a nutshell, that's what it is. Um, it's uh, basically a piece of a piece of uh, code is dropped on your website, and uh, from there. You follow users by cookies around around the internet. It picks up about ninety percent of the traffic that visits your website. You can then follow the user with a tailored message based on their interaction on your website. Uh, I mean, it can be from just any user to the site, or if they visit a particular part of the website, which we'll we'll get onto further when I go into a bit more detail about the campaigns. But that's it in a nutshell. I mean, that's the that's it. You know, uh, that's 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 what uh, that's what retargeting is, and it's to make sure that you. You use your budget correctly, and you don't you don't focus on necessarily all the people that hit your site, but the ones that are could be most valuable to your business and can become either customers, customers or paying paying clients. That's the that's the aim. Sure. Why would you actually
1: do retargeting?
2: Because I think uh, generally, I mean, this isn't uh, for every single client now, or even in the HR industry or any industry in particular. Could, but predominantly, I would say. Probably a ballpark figure about ninety percent of my clients. Uh, there, there are more a, a user who's previously visited the website is generally about twice more likely to convert, whether it be a sale or whether it be a, a lead or a phone call, whatever it is whatever your uh, your goal or conversion metric is. It isn't, of course. It's not guaranteed that a user will uh, will want to re re uh, reenact with your website or reenact with your business, but predominantly they're more likely to convert. so uh, you're playing the odds there and they're the right odds to to re-engage with the user so i suppose after google search the way i'd always uh, talk about remarketing to a client is after google search it's the closest you have to uh, a, a user showing a direct interest in your business because they have visited your site before if they're typing in say for HR clients, if they're typing in hotel jobs, you know they're interested in hotel jobs. You 100% know that's your search. Whereas if they visited your website, you know they're interested in getting a job. Mm-hmm. So it's the next it's the next stage down than then, uh, then targeting, I think. Uh, it's the closest to search in terms of conversion. Sure. It would be my thinking.
1: So a, a key principle or a key learning for people here to uh, understand is that people these days do all of their research online. They may visit your website, look around, look at the services you offer, but they don't necessarily click the get a demo or contact us or book a call exactly. at this stage. They're still researching and they're going to go and research your competition too. So the idea of remarketing is that you can still stay front of mind during that research phase. And but actually, just on, that-
2: on top of that, Ben, actually, uh, the very important would be uh, term for the HR industry would be thinking that, I mean, it's like if you're just buying a pair of runners for, for 30 30 pounds, 30 euro, whatever it is, you don't it's not a huge decision, but if you're a changing career, it's a massive decision, so you're not necessarily going to apply for a job straight away if you visit a HR website, so it's about the next stage and you're thinking all the time so you're coming back to the site you go oh i like that job i'll come back to it so that's the point of remarketing here i think
1: absolutely and i mean you know yeah it's a huge decision for
2: someone so they're not going to necessarily jump into it they have to think about it and make a make a a measured call i suppose
1: definitely we're going to look at some of the numbers but this pulls back to lifetime value ltv so understanding what the lifetime spend of a client is so carl you've mentioned there and some recruitment things people looking for jobs but on the flip side employers looking for help with some of their hr stuff whether it's employee engagement consulting or remuneration and benefits software or consulting those things can be pretty high ticket items so understanding what they're going to spend down the track feeds into what you can spend in in your online remarketing campaigns so let's carl let's move on to um where can you actually run these remarketing campaigns, and which platforms?
2: Uh, yeah, so I suppose the the, the first port of call with any kind of online advertising, in terms, of if you have a smaller budget, uh, would be to run your ads on the Google Display Network or through Facebook Instagram ads. I suppose they're the they're the easiest to set up in terms of uh, straight in easy access you don't need to talk to a salesperson to get going you don't need to set up a, a big program you can just set it up through the platform and it hits a large proportion of the online what's out there online I mean the Google display Network is 60 to 70 percent of the inventory online and then Facebook Instagram obviously we know the numbers there it's uh, it's the big, two, the two biggest social platforms and they run through the same um, the same interface as because Instagram is a uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. product. So uh, that'd be the first port. If you have, say, a small budget to run, that's where I'd go first. And then if you have a larger budget, if you're a huge company, if you're a larger company and you are you have a huge amount of traffic to your site, you can look at then an amalgamating piece of software like AdRoll, which would run not just across the Google Display Network, but across all the different networks that are out there. And also it would uh, run across your your social channels as well, and it 's kind of amalgamates the data for you and if you don 't have time necessarily to run a campaign on each of these platforms it 's the best way to go give them give the give Ad a little bit more or a company like AdRoll a bit more power to control it for you and to run it and it can be it can be very effective and then also the kind of fourth area you could look at is to run it on a uh, on a programmatic platform like Quantcast, who I partner with quite regularly for clients, not just for remarketing, but for, for other kind of, other display, uh, display and awareness pieces, um, that, can be, that can be quite effective. So they basically build a, an audience based on the interaction on your website, and then you you retargeting forms a part of that. But it is, as I say, a bit more of an investment, similar to AdRoll. It's not just a, you can't just throw a couple of hundred euro at us. There's no point, you know. It's it's all about it's a bigger investment than a big maybe for as as you mentioned, Ben, for the bigger ticket items. If you're investing in a heavy piece of HR software, that kind of thing. If that's what you're selling, if that's what your your products are, if if a piece of business is worth more to you, they might be uh, other options to run.
1: And that's more sophisticated because it relies on more volume, so it's not just exactly yeah a, a visitor to your website it if i'm understanding this correctly it looks at the data elsewhere on the internet and, and rolls those up into users it, it, and, can, do yeah, it yeah, can do that yeah 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 it, 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 you
2: can just do the remarketing side of it but it it, it probably just is a bit more uh it, it gives the machines a bit more <laughs> it gives the machines and the google bots a bit more um it makes them work a bit harder for sure. you and, and, and it gives a stronger piece of kit, I suppose. But then again, it's not guaranteed, and it is—it it can be quite expensive. So yeah. I wouldn't always—I wouldn't always advise it for clients, you know. Okay.
1: All right. So, what are the steps involved in setting up a new remarketing campaign from scratch, and how do you allocate budget?
2: I think the Google Display Network is probably the best way to describe it to someone who's getting involved in remarketing for the first time because it's the simplest way to set it up, and in fairness, it's probably the most—it can be the most effective too. It's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's quite controlled, and you can see data straight away. It's in that sense. So, I suppose uh, the best way to do it is to you focus on where you want to, who you want to target on your website. Just say you're selling um, HR software. That's what your business is. You have uh, five bits of bits of software that you sell in your business. You can track every user that hits each each of those each of those web pages and tailor a specific message to each of them. So that's be the way I do it. You can do it where you would hit everyone on your website and just have one message to them when you when you follow them around, or you can do it if you if you have enough volume on your website. You need at least a thousand users per campaign, I suppose. To, for Google to give you enough tickets t- for enough data for google to to run a, uh, a strong remarketing campaign, you need at least a thousand users so um you could, you, so if for example you sold one piece of bespoke software and then a, a cheaper version as well, you can have two different ads running to different uh, to the different users and that's how I set it up and then obviously if if a, if a piece of uh, software that you're selling is worth more than another one you'd, you'd bid higher for the one that's worth worth more you know because those users are potentially worth more for you. So I suppose that that's the way I'd use my bidding generally. I mean, that will be, be the smart way to do it.
1: Yes. Yeah. So when we were talking earlier about the lifetime value of a client or a customer, yeah. if you can work that out and be very clear, then you can potentially spend more to acquire those customers because you know they'll stick around for longer and they'll be worth more, etc.
2: Exactly. I mean, it's, it's like anything And if you're selling, I, I use it as my, always my, my example. If you're selling a, a pair of runners for 40 euros, uh, your, your cost per click can't be too high because you won't get any return if, you, if it is But if you're selling a piece of HR software for 20 grand, you don't mind pending five six quid a click yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case for uh, Necessarily anywhere anytime and in, in, in remarketing you're not going to be paying that much But uh, for a search for example, but uh, say remarketing you might double your double your bids for for a higher more expensive piece of software you're selling or if you were in the other side of it if you were a recruiter you might have a, a CEO job. You might be bidding higher for those kind of, those people than, than for uh, a lower level position. You know, so because because your commission will be higher. You know, that would be the logic.
1: Okay, good to know. Remarketing is a visual display network, right? So we're talking about banner ads, correct?
2: Well, yeah, predominantly. I mean, you can you can run um text ads too. I mean, they, around the internet, if you want, uh, it could, you you can run the text ads as a as well. But I mean, I predominantly I recommend using the running the display camp display uh, the image ads because I mean it is just more powerful. It's more engages better with the user and generally you get a better return from them but I mean that's not guaranteed you can of course run uh, there's there's no harm in necessarily testing a text campaign if it's a a text ad campaign as well
1: sure Uh, so how does someone get the creative design for the ads
2: well, i mean, generally you'd use a. Uh, I I wouldn't be a designer myself. I can I can mess around with a few JPEGs, but I certainly wouldn't be uh, a good at it. It's not my not my forte. Uh, so generally, you get a designer to. There's two ways you can do it. Certainly, on the display Google Display Network will be. Again, I'll talk about this. It's probably the easiest way to do it. To to just to describe it as a starting point, you can run a thing called responsive ads, which. Uh, you just have one piece of uh, image ad and then you run text around it but they wouldn't be as powerful as necessarily a pure text or a html ad which is quite can be quite uh, interactive and engaging you you'd run about i uh, usually five or six sizes would be enough to cover a large proportion of the end of the inventory inventory out there maybe 90, 90 95% are covered by five or six sizes so uh, we can talk i mean that that they can be easily found with a Google search. Just just Google top five uh, sizes for display ads. So you can get you'll yeah. get what you need. I know I'd get a designer to do it to to give greater impact. Because if you don't, it's probably worth the worth whatever you whatever you are, you need just to get the to get the right creative out there. It's it's better to have it looking more professional than to, than you to to kind of tailor it yourself. I mean, anyone can have a go at it, but you're better off getting a proper designer to 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 set up the creative for you.
1: Yeah, I'd always recommend it definitely i mean you could use carl but i think you're more mascarana than messy when it comes to banner design right
2: oh i, I mean I, i'm yeah no i'm uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm no good
1: <laughs> um, I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening and you're wondering about the the bannered design side of things Always worth getting two different types of designs made so that you can run split tests, and when you find a winner, start to ratchet that up, right?
2: Hundred percent, and you can. I mean, all these platforms uh, in, on the display network or Facebook, you can run, and, and they have they they're sophisticated enough to run. They start seeing results coming in, and the better one will, the one that's getting better results will get more um, more traffic, and then also uh, the pro, the programmatic um, companies like uh, Quantcast, Aura, or or uh, ad role as well would, would do have the, their um tech does split the, the better account the better ads will show after a, a period of time when there's enough data through so yep. um yeah, okay. yeah it's very easy
1: to do do you have any uh, examples or ideas for more advanced more sophisticated remarketing campaigns
2: well as i kind of mentioned at the, at the first question about the, the kind of setup i think it's very important to um to focus on different touch points on the site. So don't just, just target everyone on your website, unless you don't have the volume to do that. I mean, you might, you might be uh, very low volume on your website, so you only have the option to target all users. But I think it's very important to, to really delve into different touch points on the site, whether it's uh, someone who goes to the form page, for example, and doesn't fill it out, they're worth more than you to you than someone who has just gone to the site and left. Gone to the homepage and left because you know they've shown an interest in maybe um, filling out your form or engaging with your products. Or if you go, if you're an uh, e commerce website selling uh, HR software, for example, if they go to the checkout page, the user is worth more to someone than you, to you than someone who hasn't done that. It was just, it just entered the site at another touch point. Yes. So it's kind of uh, tiering your bidding and tiering your campaigns as best you can. I mean, it depends obviously on your, um, on the, uh, Amount of amount of traffic you have, as I say, I think that's the key. Is to um, yeah, and uh, the other the other big thing would be to make sure that everything is tracked on the site. So you're not um, you're not just getting traffic to the website. You do know what's happening and what's uh, if there are people buying or or on the verge of buying, I suppose. Okay. And another, I suppose, another interesting way of doing it would be is don't just have one piece of creative for all those different touch points or the different campaigns that you set up. Maybe tailor them so if someone as visitors to your checkout page, maybe tailor a message to them as opposed to just a generic message to the to, uh, to 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 a site visitor.
1: That's a good point, and I think everyone should note that one. So that rather than having a generic, okay, let's go with a remuneration and benefits mm-hmm. consulting firm. Rather than just saying we are remuneration consultants, use us. You might have different ads depending on the page that they were on. So, for instance, if they okay. spent time on your annual salary review process or service page then you could have an ad showing that talks about the amazing service you do for annual salary reviews but if they went to your salary benchmarking page instead you could run a different banner ad that talks about uh, the benchmarking service that you do uh, which is going to improve conversion uh, and get you more leads coming in the door.
2: Exactly I I think think it's important to note as well Ben that um, it's not necessarily I mean if if the volume to your site isn't isn't that large that's probably overkill you don't want to also you don't want to be spending hours and hours doing this if you're only getting yeah. uh, a few hundred clicks a month to the site. you know you, you understand what I mean it's not, yeah. There's no point in, uh, in, in going too far with this stuff I think, exactly there's another thing that is worth mentioning on remarketing I suppose it's not just the uh, display side of things there is within the Google within Google ads and Google search you can run um, it's called remarketing for search which is RLSA. So as I mentioned at the start of the the podcast, that uh, you can, a user who has visited your site is generally more likely to convert. So you can tailor your bids on search higher for someone who's already visited your website. So that's another way of remarketing, which is quite effective. Um, And it's a good good tool brought in by Google a couple of years ago. So for example, if you're bidding one euro a click for, for a potential customer, uh, for your general users and then if someone visits your website has visited your website before you can bid 40% higher for them and bid 140 So you're willing to spend a bit higher per click for them because you know they're more likely to convert down the road So I, I mean you can go down the route of um, again tailoring a different message to them, but it's not necessarily needed all the time It's more just about Knowing that you're I, I do it with predominantly most of my clients. I do that for search and uh, not just in the HR space I think it it always it, it has and it has had good impact that's
1: great. So if yeah. they've walked all the way up to your front door, but they're just teetering on the edge, there, this is yeah. pay a little extra, give them a nudge across the line.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Now it's it's just it's why not? You know. I mean, yeah. it's uh, if if you're showing and you can see this data very easily before you make the decision on their uh, bidding, if you're because as I said, it depends on the it depends on your business. Uh, if you notice that you can see old uh, new users against uh, returning users and see which is more effective in terms of conversion. Just through Google Analytics, you can see that data very easily.
1: Okay, I like that. All right, Carl, do you have any special suggestions for HR consultants and HR tech firms in the remarketing space? Well, I think I,
2: I kind of repeat myself maybe a little bit, but I, I would really... The, the big one is to focus on 100% of everything tracked before you start. I mean, if you're going in blind on the website and you just, you're just getting clicks to the site and you have no conversions tracked or you have no uh, e commerce, if you do an e commerce website, have e commerce tracking set up, have it, all that. So you're, it's full tra- transparency before you start.
1: Very good. All right, Carl, you've given us some great information here. This has been very helpful indeed. So, oh, no if, good. If people want to contact you about you or your services, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: Uh, yeah, so I, I I'm based in uh, based in Dublin, Ireland, and my it's Carl at Digital is my uh, email address, and uh, you can get me on it. It's an Irish number, so uh, it's oh eight seven two three four zero three nine three is my phone number as well. So anytime, just just I'd love to love to get in touch and maybe any way I can help you, I'd be delighted
1: to. Okay, and if you're listening to this and you're wondering about Carl, uh, I'm not getting paid to say this. Uh, he's done wonders for the campaigns that I've run. Um, so, yes, he's, he's based in Dublin. But if you're not in Dublin, don't be scared to get in touch with him because it's all Th- online thanks, these man. days. Thanks um,
2: very much, Ben. You're very good. You're good. Uh, you're
1: good. But, but the other thing you, you probably did not mention is the fact that you can take a look at campaigns, right, and give them a, a once over and potentially do a little bit of work just to clean them up, get them humming, which is what you did the first time I worked with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's a lot of the time is, um, I mean, the campaign structure could be okay for what's running for someone if they either set it themselves or a previous agency or professional set it up for them. But maybe, I think a lot of the times I find when I take on an account, certainly with search in particular from, account, from a from uh, a client is that they're just overbidding and paying a bit too much for what's there, you know, and maybe spending their budget too early in the day. And it's just a matter of getting the costs in line because they might be hitting the right keywords, hitting the right audience, but there's no point. There's, sometimes you don't need to be always first, you know. You don't need to be in first position because there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of business out there. So it's okay to spread your budget. That's the, the thing I'd, I'd, always, uh, I'd always reiterate
1: to any client. Good advice. All right, Carl, thank you very much for your time.
2: Thanks a million, Ben.
0: Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.